kind of hear noise come from the room. I don't think that's a fight. I think they're just... And they got a dog that's probably clicking around in there. With a little, little bunny. Her name is man. Bunny. How <laughs> cute is that? I do like when an, an animal has the name of like literally just a whole other species. <laughs> yeah, my first dog, uh, and this was when I was kept at my, at Nana and Tutu's house, mm-hmm. my grandma. Uh, her name was Cheetah. She was a poodle. <laughs> That's a great name for poodle. Like the irony there. A toy poodle named The dissonance cheetah. between a poodle and a cheetah. Everyone thought that was the funniest name but i thought it was cool like i named it because i thought it was badass and it was like oh that's such a silly name i was like it's not silly it's fucking badass poodles are fast dude yeah i loved growing up that was my favorite animal cheetah Mm. like a yeah they're cool as fuck right and i got made fun of because they're like oh that's a girl's animal i was like what the fuck (laughs) oh my god yeah so but i doubled down i fucking named that dog for you brian thank you thank you and then uh Guys could like cheetahs too. Guys can like cheetahs. Guys can have poodles. Yeah. And guys can just fucking do what they want, bro. Fuck yeah. Fuck you. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) That's our show. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That mic drop is probably as good of a time as any to pick up the mic and welcome people to Brian Bogart has a podcast. The podcast with me, as always, my co-host, Julian Goza. If I'm your co-host, though, we have to we have to rework the name, babe. We're gonna do that, okay? okay? Just give me some time. I we <laughs> have that in the works, dude. Just like okay. let it happen. Bro. All right, all right, let it happen. Yeah. If I had a penny for every time, I'm the one who told you, hey, let's rebrand. We're gonna uh, do. So I let it happen. I woke up with her on my lip. <laughs> Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> I do have a cold sore. We want to talk about it. Um, only to defend myself and say that this time, I mean, obviously... But I'm not the one attacking you. You don't feel attacked by me, right? No, it's okay. just my own sense of shame around admitting this Go on ahead. a podcast that my parents will listen to. Go ahead, um, I don't. You asked me before this started if I remember who gave me this, my, my OG cold sore. And I told you no, but now I do. <laughs> no, who, oh yeah, what, what were you going to say? I really don't remember how old I was. I've had it for a really long time. But it does only get bad when the weather's shitty. I mean, mm-hmm. the weather's so shitty... I have like this weird pimple on my nose as well. It's been raining. It's like 45 degrees. I went to a sex and lover uh, addicts anonymous uh-huh. meeting. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a lot like, of cold sores in there. All there's day. an egg shortage. Like it's giving January. This is so like mid January vibes. It's disgusting. I know the the New Year optimism only lasts until you get your first cold sore of the year. <laughs> yeah, or I can't buy your first dozen eggs of the year. <laughs> yeah, we're we're starting 2023 off right, <laughs> um, which is to say. A lot of weird shit happening. Yeah. I was like, man, what are we going to talk about next time? But we have plenty of things to talk about this week. Yeah. Um, well, and I guess I, I, so I know that, and I'm sorry to stay on the cold sore thing. <laughs> just just real quick. Just cat. real quick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and when it comes to cold stores, you're going to always expect it to come back to that. But, um, 
Do does it come out for you when it's cold? Like that that's a literal thing. Is that I why mean, they're called that? I mean, I didn't get them all year uh-huh. and then I was in Texas during Thanksgiving, like rural Texas kind of kind of north relatively compared to where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And it was super cold and I got one for the first time all year. Mm-hmm. And it's been felt sub zero in LA. Uh, and I got another one. Hmm. So <laughs> it's so two two sh- in short succession when it's been like less than fifty degrees. Yeah, and that's that's crazy. Um, I, I, I never historically that get them more in the winter. Okay, because I know that they can come. Like uh, stress is a big trigger mm. for cold sores. I don't feel particularly stressed. I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of it, babe. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm a welfare queen. <laughs> <laughs> It's a shitty term. We should. I should discontinue that. But well, no, we should. Re- be cute on a shirt. We should reappropriate it though. <laughs> we should because you know welfare when it was used for Irish immigrants, when it was used for uh, white working class people, uh-huh. was like this fine, proud institution of America um, helping out its citizens. Right. And then I believe her name was Rita Crudwell. She was the no, no, that, that was a different scam artist. But there was one. Oh, there was an actual like welfare scammer. Yeah. Oh, big that time. That gave and, everyone. And she became the poster child. She became uh, like in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And, during Reagan era, and, yeah, and Reagan surprise. Reagan labeled her the welfare queen. And then all of a sudden, and she was a person of color, and and she was so racially ambiguous. She would she would pretend to be white, black, like every race, and and use <laughs> that for her advantage. And, and like she she faked being a nurse and took a baby. You know, and so all of a sudden, yeah, like that was one of her darker scams. But I was going to say, I really commend that level of commitment. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look her up. Let's see. Well, and, and that, that's Rita what, Crudwell? No, no, no. That, that was another con artist. Okay, because I love that name. Um, well, that's fair. so like a character from Series of Unfortunate Events. Linda Taylor. Her name was Linda Taylor. Um, Life and Crime of America's Original Welfare Queen. And Linda that, Taylor doesn't hit as hard as Rita Crudwell. No, no, but she also Ooh. went by many different names. Wait, this was like in the... Fo- oh, 1944, being arrested for vagrancy... Go off. Right. So in the in the seventies and like I guess she was kind of scamming her whole life, but then her crimes really came to light uh in the early Reagan presidency. Yeah, when they're like, surely we could find a real welfare queen yeah. somewhere in the history of the United States. <laughs> Boy, do we have one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that also, you know, and Reagan was also anti-government and anti-welfare. Mm-hmm. So now that they had a villain of color, they could, you know, uh Ascribe lean out to. certain yeah. things. Well, and yeah, totally. And then, and then, of course, everyone's on board with it now because oh, and, and then because of Linda Taylor, completely changed the narrative. Man, yeah. And if it wasn't going to be her, they were going to find someone else. But she was definitely the poster child for like the welfare queen. Damn. And and totally like like she became the symbol of cutting all these bloated government budgets. Wow. Ain't that a bitch? That's a horrible legacy, and I'm sorry for her. She was just looking. She was just looking for some shortcuts. Yeah. I was sorry for her up until the baby stealing thing. <laughs> I think that's crossing. Well, I imagine she went to the welfare office of the baby and then returned it. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> no. no, she went to the highest floor of a building. Like, no, Brian. <laughs> I yeah, I don't want to speculate what happened to the baby because it probably just gets too sad. I'm sure it's on record, but this isn't on the this isn't on the slate. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about no. today. Um, what are we talking about today? Well, I did bring up the um, the egg shortage because I'm perplexed by it, Brian. Like, I know we're living in a time where the um, supply chains, etc. Yeah, and like, 
like, I don't know how speculative, you know, like people that are in futures and stuff, like, mm-hmm. can't they manipulate the market? Like, I don't know. I feel like there was one guy out there that was like, and now I'll make money off like of, of, off of a shortage of eggs. Yeah, I'll give all these birds avian flu. I'm sure there are people making money off of an egg shortage somehow. Yeah. But I do think what's pretty clear is that this bird flu is real. <laughs> I don't think the birds are fake and being sick. My pigeon ain't wearing no mask. <laughs> and that's why he's <laughs> and that's not why laying he eggs. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's just a historic, and it's funny because I, I just have a few eggs in my fridge right now. I have three. Yeah, that's, and it's it's from a- I'm like rationing them. Carton I bought weeks ago. Me too. <laughs> and I did not think, yeah, I did not think they were going to be so valuable. I was at Trader Joe's yesterday and I didn't notice- I forgot to get eggs uh-huh. <laughs> and I think it's cause there were none. So my eye didn't even go to them like it normally does, mm-hmm. you know? Um, cause I don't, I don't walk in with a checklist. I'll just see the thing on the shelf. You're and just like, run and gun, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh yeah, eggs. Um, but I didn't see any eggs. So I'm packing up all my grocery bags in the car and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot eggs. So I go back into Trader Joe's and I see this little viejita, really cute. Mm-hmm. Looks like someone from my hometown. Like I immediately felt a kinship mm-hmm. towards her. Mm-hmm. And she had two cases of half, she had two half dozen eggs. Mm. In like separate cases, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's particular," <laughs> you know. I was like, "But she had gotten like the, who knows the, what kind the of Mexican carton? superstition?" Yeah, yeah. That yeah was, she, <laughs> she's gonna do a lot of curandera <laughs> shit with that. She's gonna be healing a lot of people. I mean, my got, brain kind of went there. I was like, "Why does she need them separately?" She's gonna be healing a lot of evil eyes <laughs> with that egg. <laughs> and then when I walk back over to the eggs. There were none at all. So I was like, that little bitch <laughs> that took the last <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny. And I was rooting for her. But now I want to steal her fucking eggs. You were rooting for her until you knew the extent of her <laughs> Yeah, deeds. I was like, she could have left one half dozen. Yeah. No, um, she could not. So it, I'll bet she needed them more than you did. <laughs> Probably. I don't have grandchildren. Yeah. And you're not, you're not healing anybody with those eggs either. <laughs> right, right. And that's really all. I don't know when they're coming back. I tried to Google it. No one has a definite answer. You Googled when are the eggs coming back? <laughs> yeah. If I looked at my search history, they're just the actual dumb phrase. What, what happens when you Google when are the eggs coming <laughs> Look back? Look it up. I, I, it all was right. more just explaining. This is a live on-air Googling. When Ooh. are the eggs coming back? <laughs> nope. Not what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's like... It, it explains the shortage. Okay, it takes me to like a series of children's cartoons. When's the egg coming back? <laughs> it's when like the egg price finally go down. It's like my mom's infertility. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just all about how the egg shortage is impacting California, not so much on. So know. it's just in California? Uh, it's nationwide. But we but, always get hit hardest because it's such a big consumer market. Um, yeah, and also a lot of the US farmland is in California. Just mm. you know, California grows, but not eggs. I don't know. I don't know what the egg market is per state. I feel like it mostly they mostly come from the Midwest. Probably, pro- <laughs> probably too busy pro- eating cheese. No, curds. no, no, no. But but it's dairy. You know, it, it's a dairy driven market. The Midwest. Yeah, so. I, I imagine on those dairy farms they have a lot of chicken coops with <laughs> chickens laying eggs. <laughs> uh, you're probably right, but I'm sure I'm sure eggs get grown in California. <laughs> eggs get laid or whatever harvested in California too. I mean, yeah. But maybe not as much as, I don't know, Iowa. Maybe not as much per capita. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Semantics. I don't know. Yeah. 
Anyway, I miss him. <laughs> I mean, I miss eggs too. And, and for a uh, gay guy, I've been missing eggs. I've been holding off on, you know, I have my bacon and eggs, and I, I often make those for breakfast. But last couple days, I just haven't. It just feels pre- it feels weird to crack. You know what I had for breakfast today? I what? kid you not, a giant chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> Where'd you get it from? Um, I went to an improv show last night. It was my friend's birthday, uh-huh. and she was just giving out all these sweets that she acquired throughout the day. It was a good cookie. I like threw it in the oven and baked it a little bit. Yeah, ate it with coffee. How did she come into possession of these? Um, the she- cookie itself came from the LA Zoo. Would mm-hmm. recommend their cookies. Oh yeah. Um, but it, I was just like, God, this is this economy's made me unhinged. <laughs> like cookies are usually things I eat in the dark late at night, not like in blaring Shameful. sunlight. Yeah, shamefully. Yeah, with my head hung. <laughs> I'm like, um, so I yeah, I ate a chocolate chip cookie at like nine thirty in the morning. Thanks, well, egg shortage. You thanks. made me a monster. <laughs> I'm going to blame the egg shortage for my diabetes now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want ice cream after this? Fucking egg shortage. I'm eating the whole pint. I can't believe we don't have eggs. A couple of things we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, keep me on track. Enough about that. I mean, what's up with George Santos? <laughs> I know. I was texting. So what really set me off, I know he's like a notorious liar, uh-huh. but when I saw the, the photos of him allegedly... Uh-huh. allegedly of him as a drag queen. Uh-huh. Hard to disprove. He looks beat, girl. I mean, that's a fine makeup So, product. So you just sent me a photo of him in drag. Yes. Um, but I didn't really know the con. You were like, we got to talk about this. And and seeing George Santos in drag was just like, okay, it's just the latest on a checklist. And also one of the less weird things I've seen out of him. Well, and also I was like, oh, like this proves he's gay. And I did like a two second Google search and was like, oh my God, he's like in out and proud gay Republican. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that makes him so much more loathsome. That that's why that's first. Like, there's the, a special place in gay hell, gay hell for like log cabin Republicans. I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> well, that's what made him so appealing, and that that's why this was such a failure uh, from the Democratic side because they had no vetting for a very obviously fraudulent candidate. Right. Um, he lied about everything, and he was he was married to a woman. And, uh, R- right. So, so they, but Kathy Hochul was the one that suggested he take the job or was he, he was elected, yeah. right? He wasn't mm-hmm. like, a, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, obviously he, he represents the richest, doesn't he represent like a super rich district? They don't, they don't care. If anything, he was like a better scarecrow for their interests because, or scarecrow? What's the phrase I'm thinking of? I don't know. Avatar for whatever, like. He's a good Trojan horse for their interests because he's gay. So they knew that, like, their fellow New Yorkers that are mostly liberal would be like, what the fuck? And they could just be like, he's gay. That's why Republicans were so excited. You know, they'd had their their gay Latino unicorn. Yeah. It's no longer Lindsey Graham, like, quietly dusting his dolls. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't going to be, it wasn't, you know, and, and so they're always looking to court. I will say, if you are gay, black, minority, whatever, like, man, if you want to go against your own interests and you know join the republican party they will love you they will shower you with gifts look at clarence thomas you could be you'll be treated like a king. you could be a supreme court justice if you take that to its fullest extent right if you just want to be a total partisan hack um and you are not a white dude um they will welcome you with open arms and that is kind of like a funny paradox, right? It's like <laughs> individually, it'll be great for you, but you're also going to probably what fuck about, up a lot of They probably don't like Kanye, though. Well, they loved Kanye um, until, but, but, but now he's taken. Now I think the anti-Semitism thing has he, he's lost all of his allies. Yeah. Recently, not that long ago, it's so funny. The RNC 
it was like two months ago or so, they had tweeted, maybe three or so, all they tweeted was Kanye, Trump, Elon. Oh, I remember that. And then those three people had historically bad Q4s. Those people had historically bad So you think months. the GOP like tarnished their name by by just no, that? No, it's just ironic that the GOP was so excited about embracing these figures and they were going to pull the party forward and pull the court culture right. where they wanted right. to go. And then they became pariahs through no one's fault but their own. Yeah, but it's interesting how the rhetoric around what they say changes too. In what way? Well... Well, I guess, and that depends on the outlet, obviously, that you're going to for news. But I think during the Trump years, there was like a palpable excitement around the GOP mm-hmm. that has seemed to diminish. Totally. So it's just it's just interesting to me that they have less leverage within the public mm-hmm. dialogue. Oh, yeah. They're, they're kind of scrambling right now. Yeah. And I think that's because the decision makers that be that really don't have any partisan affiliation you know, other than just like a unified power. sense of like wanting to maintain money and power, mm-hmm. have just decided the optics of this are messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kanye's clothes are hideous. <laughs> Trust me. I always thought that. <laughs> That's why I'd be a Republican. It's just to judge these people on, I don't know, they're like actual artistic endeavors. To judge these people and then whenever people, you know, like criticize you for it and say you're being mean, then you're just like, I'm just saying what everyone's thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Great platform. The Easy Gap collection is overpriced. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of luster has kind of come off of, like, luster is subjective. But I think what's completely objective is that they they have a perception problem now. After riding pretty high for a few years, like, the, the shocking Trump victory over Hillary just catapulted this, you know, GOP momentum. Yeah. Uh, Trumpism, everything like that. And then... And, and Trump already had a foothold i think within just like these working class enclaves just through like reality television stuff in Mm -hmm. ways that like kanye doesn't that musk doesn't no like honestly kanye's fan base is you know they're mostly either our age or they're black or both i mean it's not really you know whereas like billy joe redneck was sitting at home in 2007 watching the apprentice but that's and that's the thing and that's why it's so powerful if you're able to court all of these sides you know that shows in their mind, well, the party's for everybody, you know, and and we're we're doing we're actually doing mm, what people foistered are by our petard in that case. Like, exactly. The, try, the more they try to look inclusive, it seems to backfire, <laughs> which is also a democratic problem too. <laughs> yeah, but, that's that's from so so that just shows this shit's messy, you know. And yeah. whenever you try to create rhetoric that are like uh, along these hard racial or cultural lines. And you're not actually solving the problems, inevitably cracks are going to show. Yeah. And so that's why we so just George got... Santos is like the, the personification of that. Exactly. Yeah. So focus on the problem. We're full yeah. of fucking problems. And but yeah. if, if it's just like, if, if the whole solution is, oh, I'm the gay Latino Republican that they didn't want me, you know, that they're scared of. Well, you're a total fraud. So it doesn't even matter. Also, you. How could you own your sexuality and then be like, no, but I've never done drag? Like that to me. At that point, I'm like, heaven. That's Did why I'm out. Is like, because I, I I believe in living truthfully. Because God forbid someone blackmail me with something that I'm hiding. <laughs> did Did he claim that he never did drag or something? Yeah, like he was that? like, that's not me. 
It's it's patently false. Oh, so false. he's denying that photo. Yeah. Oh well, he has a really poor track record with the truth. So. Yeah, and like peers of his in Brazil at the time were like, "Oh yeah, we knew him. He just wasn't cut out for it. He didn't have the glamour of it. Like, the glamour required." That's funny. Uh, what do you think his drag name was? I have it. Oh, what I'm is so it? glad you asked what me. I have it? it right here. Katara Davache. See, and it wasn't even that good of a drag name. I mean, Katara, the first half sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. It does. That, and then Avache sounds like, you know, an Italian island Kinda, destination. It, it sounds like an appetizer. <laughs> Ravache, you want to, babe, you want to split the Ravache? It Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like ceviche. Totally. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And so the com- combination of those two feels very Brazilian to me because I it feel does. like it's very like East-West. I don't know. It does. But where's the pun? You know, like drag names are supposed to be like. Completely agree. Yeah. 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 Sand, sandy trap is one I thought of. Yeah, sand, or like you know, sandy trap. <laughs> sandy trap would be good. Yeah, George, Georgina. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Brian, aim higher. Uh, gorgeous Santos. Even even George Santa or something. Jordan, no, that's stupid. We'll we'll. Think He's a on Santa-based it. drag queen. <laughs> yeah. Ho ho ho! <laughs> Shut up. Well, you know, like and then ho, like the actual hoes. You get it. Right. Right. Yeah. Lecherous women, is that what you mean by ho? I guess, yeah. <laughs> lecherous, maybe not lecherous, whatever. It's fun, you know, lecherous, which means like perverted more or less. Sure, then I, then I see But that. I've never seen... It, women is, described as lecherous. That is 100%. Especially amazing. now, good luck hearing that. That is a male trait. You know, <laughs> lecher, being a lecher. You've never seen a female lecher. I'm not uh, saying that women can't be lecherous, but when have you ever heard that adjectives used to describe women as lecherous? Yeah, yeah. The movie Tar, I guess, right? Was she a lecher? in that movie um that's why it's a good movie it's it's kind of Up her debate. lechery is is subtle mm-hmm. it's it's more nuanced than that than her just being like you know because women are too smart with this shit yeah which we've said time and time again yeah exactly they, they just they know what they're doing when it comes to interpersonal relationships yeah. leave it at that yeah um oh did you hear about this was like just the latest in all the santos gut punches that have come out but in 2016, there were some veterans that George Santos had started a GoFundMe page because their, For their dog dying dog needed surgery. Yep. And guess who pocketed the money and got the <laughs> fuck out of Dodge? That's a that's an interesting one. That's a juicy one. So what's clear is like he's just a con artist. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's mentally ill. You know, like like this level of compulsive lying. This goes beyond politics. This goes beyond partisanship. This this goes beyond his like his own ambitions and aspirations. It's crazy that he got as far as he did because no way in hell should he have. I think he was trying to take a page out of the Trump book of like I'm going to just <laughs> lie freely. See, but but Trump the has thing about billions of dollars that he could use to pay that, off. and once Trump gets called out on a lie, he's like, yeah, I said it. You know, like he, then he'll then he'll be like, no, like. You know what I mean? He'll own it once he's caught. And that kind of... Even when he denies it, he owns it. Even, <laughs> even when Trump yeah. does the opposite yeah. and doesn't own it. But he, he Trump is way better at the counter-offense. Totally. You know, he... Just off the off the cuff. He'll then accuse you of he's the same thing. He's a jazz thing. artist, yeah. baby. George is not that talented. No. No, Trump does have talents, and that is one of them, yeah. is being able to and so that's, flip it. That's why he's gotten caught in all these lies, is because to him, he realizes they're lies. Right. I don't even think Trump could process that what he does is lying. No. I mean, he's just that far ahead his, of his, uh, his own neural, psyche. <laughs> his neural pathways are just wired a certain way at this point. Yeah. Where it's second nature. Yeah. You know, and George has a lot of learning to do if he's ever going to get to that level. <laughs> yeah, I was telling my friends, George Soros, you guys, can you believe it? <laughs> and they were like, what? I was like, wait, never mind. He's our guy. <laughs> yeah, when I was first uh, 
like like when I first heard of George Santos, that, that was kind of my, my my mind too. I was like, don't we already have like a sketchy George <laughs> S out there, like in politics? Yeah, yeah. So I've, I'll be curious to see what. I don't know if they try to replace him, um, but I kind of hope they don't. I think he's so unreelectable that if he just kind of collects dust for a few years, we're yeah. We're but he fine. could still, you know, vote. You know, he could still vote in Congress. You know, while he's there. Yeah, fair. So you don't want him there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I know he's not electable, but he could still do some damage in this uh, in this cycle. True. Fuck. Yeah. Have you seen the HBO show Velma? Speaking of going down these. <laughs> yeah bitch you made me yeah <laughs> i was like in a weird fugue state yesterday like having to get through all 50 minutes of of the of just two episodes so velma's been famously trashed publicly mm -hmm. mindy kaling uh you know creator. who we love yeah yeah i like mindy kaling and she's her catalog is extremely impressive yes not just you know if anything I, you know, she's not my favorite as an actor. She's she's way better as a writer and a producer and like all she's the stuff she She's quite good does. on The Office, though, as Kelly. Right, but she she was one of the head writers in The Office. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, you know. That's well, she fun. was, yeah. She but, but, wrote more on The Office than she acted on it. So it's easy to say that as mm, well. But Kelly Kapoor, maybe her best role. I yeah. Think she was phenomenal yeah. as Kelly. I, um, she was once in my spin class, actually. Really? So, Humble oh, Queen. I'm jealous. Humble yeah. Queen. Stars, they're just like us. <laughs> They it's like, the she's kind of Beyonce too. So, yeah, and she now she has this colorblind version of Velma. Uh, Velma. And it explores, I think, like, as we've grown up, that's kind of been common to rag on the social dynamics of Scooby-Doo. Oh, Fred was this jock who always tried to separate the group so he could... Um, go off with Daphne. Velma was always the unsung hero. Shaggy's the stoner. You know, so so like once again, I feel the need to defend the 70s. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was a different time. It was people. a different time. Right. But but I'm sure you've like, heard that criticism. I, you know, I'm glad you reminded me of it because I was sitting there watching Velma and I was like, what is the le political legacy of Scooby-Doo? Because that's honestly <laughs> what Velma, as a show, is kind of critiquing. Yeah. And Scooby-Doo doesn't have a political... It's a fucking cartoon. Right. And, like, Daphne never felt victimized by Fred being like, hey, babe, come with me. Well, not when, when people are writing her character to go along with it. Right. But again, it's just... Daphne's not a real person. <laughs> She's, she was a written <laughs> character. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think our over-awareness of gender dynamics and stuff is... So, so Mindy Kaling, in a yeah, way, created a context. version of Scooby-Doo that, you know, like, in the last 10, 15 years, we've kind of been talking about as a society, right? Or we, we've kind of, like, talked about these dynamics and, you know, kind of, like, once again... It's Why 10 or 15 years? You mean the movies? No, I just mean, like, the last 10 or 15 years is where I think in the public conscience, we've kind of re-examined the, the dynamics of Scooby-Doo. I don't even know if it's been going on that long. I think it's very much a post-Trump, post-Me Too really? framework. Yes. All right. So let's say last five to ten years. Okay. Right? Fair. So so within like a pretty, you know, recent amount of time, we've had this evaluate. And in a way, Mindy Kaling kind of creates that version of Scooby-Doo that we now view it as a society. You know, where Fred is the entitled privilege, blah, blah, blah. Um Daphne is like the school, 
don't want to say harlot because it sounds like a harsh word. <laughs> um, Velma misunderstood genius. Uh, Shaggy, they're letting him lean into the stoner thing. So all that to say, like, what, what would just your immediate thoughts in watching Velma? Because it's it's been famously trashed and panned and just. Yeah. And just taken behind the, the woodwork and Well, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is there was that really wild article that I sent you on like Wall Street Journal or something talking about how there are certain people online that think it's like a psyop <laughs> that Mindy Kaling is like purposely doing like an overly woke version of Scooby-Doo to then keep me in line here, to then reflect badly on... To, to make the left look bad. To make the left look bad. I mean, right. that's some serious mind backflips that I need to do. I mean, it is it is that bad. It is that bad. Yeah. But I don't think she meant it. But I just think it's that poorly done. Yes. Yeah. And just that myopic. Like, why? Mm -hmm. Man, again, it's an animated show about, like, solving fucking mysteries. Like, the, the, the sky for that is so unlimited. Mm -hmm. You know? So then to make it about, like... Twitter discourse mm -hmm. is so lame. And honestly, it's like overly meta and not even in a yeah in an interesting. But way. still has like a really casual attitude to like gory violence. Yeah, which like not to be like a pearl clutching mom, like <laughs> you know wanting to put a parental advisory thing on a fifty cent. Not record. to be all tipper gore about it. Yeah, but like it still has a really casual like blase attitude towards sex and violence while still acting very sanctimonious. And they're in high school. You know, so and they're in high school. So it's just it it kind of discontinues the tone of Scooby Doo in a lot of ways. Because Scooby-Doo could be violent, you know, mm -hmm. but it, it never was. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that that was my main issue with it is like it's about being discussed about, you know, mm -hmm. like and in that regard, maybe it was intentional. Maybe she knew. But it more than that, it just tells me that she's just been watching MSNBC all day, like with her computer in front of her as she's writing up. Not even just shows she's been on Twitter all day. I know, you know, I know. It, it it does feel like a tweet, retweet, like subtweet. It just it just feels like we're constantly retweeting. Like every line is a retweet. Is yeah. kind of what it feels like. I knew the score when uh, she introduces the mystery machine as Fred's weird sex van. Uh -huh. I was like, Velma, you loved the mystery. We all loved the mystery machine. It's like you're gonna you're gonna also correlate this. Really cool van with Fred's toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. Like, geez. Yeah. And it's uh when I first started watching it, I was like thinking, like, maybe I do want to go to bat for this show because literally no one else will. Yeah. But it kept blowing its chances. Yeah. There were like I, I fell asleep. Anytime there was <laughs> a moment or two episode. where I was like, hey, that's not terrible, then it was succeeded by like just shitty scene after shitty scene after bad writing after bad writing after just which what a missed opportunity like how cool would it have been to have actually set scooby-doo in a time with like internet and everything and mm. not made it about these well just these just like external things yeah yeah it's true it's true it's really not getting to the the core of the story or the characters for that matter like if all these characters are just defining themselves on like how they exist in opposition to each other mm -hmm. good luck I think what's clear, so there's clearly an effort by what you would call maybe anti-PC people. Mm -hmm. There's clearly an effort on their part to drag the show, drag the ratings down. It's been, so it, it should have bad ratings. It should not have like as bad of a rating as it does. What's it, it at right now? On IMDb, it's like 1.4 out wow. of 10. Wow. That's like all time bad. And this is a really bad show. 
It's not, <laughs> it's not that right. And, and they like, anytime there's a show that is like a reimagining or just is more inclusive in its casting, um, Lord of the Rings, the, the rings of power, mm-hmm. The, the new one, the, you know, the new show. Yeah, people are, people are upset about, like, elves being people black. I'm like, they're elves. Black elves. I don't want to be so literal about, like, the geography of the place. And, like, it's like, dude, this is a world that does not exist. And there are female leads. And that really upset. And Rings of Power was not as good of a show as it could have been. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this type of trolling is successful when the show itself is actually bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, House of Dragon, the, the Game of Thrones uh, update, the, the new series... It was so good. It had inclusive casting and and it, it still came out to great reviews. It was still heralded a, as it should have been. And and I'm sure there was an effort to drag us rain down, but it was too good to do that. So right. I do feel like when the show is this bad and, you know, it, it's walking a cultural line that you don't like, then it's easy to drag it and get yeah. everyone on your side. It's honestly how these guys feel about Velma is how I felt about and just like that, the Sex and the City follow up. Oh, go on. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I know you felt personally affronted by it. It was just wild because you had these strong female characters. Okay, now three because Kim Cattrall didn't want to do it, but that were so fully developed and so confident in who they were and what they stood for. They owned the shit. They owned the shit. And like, it kind of brought about a whole new age in feminism. Mm -hmm. And now you're shoehorning all these characters that are minorities to like make these heavy handed points about like social politics that frankly never, never existed within, within the show. Mm -hmm. Not because the writers were ignorant, but because they had no bearing on the general premise, the, the original premise of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a new show that they wrote. It's yeah. like, technically, this is Carrie. Technically, this is Miranda. But it's not, really. Because yeah. they wrote them completely different. Yeah, like, let's make them pointedly racially insensitive, even though they never were. Right, to then like weird. To then, like, force these conversations that, frankly, we've already had over and over. Mm-hmm. And, like, 85% of people are on the same page about. Right. Maybe higher. So I just, I get so impatient with it. And... There was, oh, and, but different, I mean, this is another parallel that I thought of. The people complaining about Velma are similar to the people that complained about The Last Jedi, Mm -hmm. you know? Go on. Um, Because ultimately people's frustration is that, like, Mindy Kaling is reinventing the wheel with Mm Scooby-Doo, which she is. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was a worthwhile reinvention of the wheel. Exactly. Whereas The Last Jedi... Like, originally, Star Wars was, like, kind of an argument for eugenics. Uh (laughs) It was, like, in order to have the Force, you have to have, like... like, monarchy. Yeah, like, you have to have this bloodline to be this effective as, you know, someone that controls the Force. Um, And The Last Jedi, quite astutely, kind of... Moved away from that. Moved away from that and really expanded it. Um, But those people were so loud, the people opposing that move were so loud, that Disney listened. They fired Ryan Johnson... And they, I mean, I thought Last Jedi got a bad rap. Yeah, I, I thought it that was, was the best of the new trio. It really was, you know. Yeah, and and it got yeah a lot of people shit on it, and I just think it's because they didn't get exactly what they were expecting. But that's why I liked it because they yeah. broke the formula finally. Yeah, and there are only two episodes of Velma. I'll be surprised if, frankly, we even get a full season of it. HBO, I think, already said they're going to do a season two. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then there you go. I mean, I guess the buzz paid off. I think, but. But I don't think that they should listen to the opinions of people on Twitter. These, like, gatekeepers that run these networks. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, when you democratize taste like that, 
I mean, I, I don't think it should continue because the writing's bad, not because it's like too woke. Because we want inclusive casting. Yeah. We like colorblind casting. Yeah. Make Velma Indian or black. I like, uh, you know, I don't, that doesn't, but again, we, that shouldn't drive the, the plot or like. Right. It shouldn't be the only reason. Yeah. Behind. Like, Which like shout out to 90s television. Like it wasn't even like token casting. It was just like, it was just diversity like uh -huh. not for the sake of diversity it was just because yeah. it was like yeah just this this is what the world looks like it's it wasn't just, like oh because then we'll get a black kid with a plot about being a black kid it's like there's sesame street characters or something where it's like hi my name's sally you know i come from a broken home and it's like all right this whole episode's gonna be about how sally's from a broken home but when you do go to bat for inclusive casting when you do go to bat for you know diversity and then you completely shit the bed like this, then people feel betrayed. And then all of a sudden you're undoing the progress that you're trying to create. Right. And in that regard, I think we both agree with like these fuckers they on Reddit the or whatever. They so fucking hard. Yeah. 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 And, and I feel like animation in general has been so diluted. There have been so many failed animated series and everyone's trying to emulate Family Guy or Rick and Morty. Like they're trying to catch the white whale in terms of animation. While and still keeping it like PC, you mean? Because Family Guy is not PC. I can't speak right. for Morty. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna see it. But uh. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um but yeah, and I guess Velma would like to argue, well, you know, we're not PC because we're talking about hard issues and blah blah blah. And and I guess like in that way it's true. It's just they're really beating you over the head with these tropes. Yeah. Um, without yeah. any jokes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still think there are ways to show that Fred like is is like a is a manifestation of like toxic masculinity and stuff without making that the actual thing that people are saying. You know what I mean? I just see so much money be, left on the table. Yeah, and that's the frustration about it. You and, know? and I guess there's no one there to like check Mindy, right? It, it kind of feels like Mindy's like going off on her own thing, and no one and everyone's just like, "Sounds good, Mindy. We like that. Oh, great line, Mindy. Blah blah blah." Yeah. So it just really doesn't feel like. Uh, it feels like not a very collaborative kind of workspace, just based on the script, because it's so one note in so many ways. There's no, I don't know, there's no dynamics. And maybe Hollywood right now is so bad shit with all of this that no one would be willing to be like, hey, Mindy, like, we get where you're coming from, but like, don't make that, don't make the characters overtly talk about it. Like, that's that's where themes and stuff are really impactful, is like when it's. It just takes the when power. When you're not talking about the themes. It takes the power out of your perspective. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you're constantly reminding people what your perspective is. That's the whole point. You should be able to read between the lines and trust your viewers. Yeah. And the jokes, like, once again, the jokes are just so bad. I just saw so much money left on the table where I was like, you know, that scene could have been buttoned up really nicely if they did this instead of this, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a shame what happened to it, uh, especially because it's a version of Scooby Doo following a character that everyone feels like is an unsung hero. Also, like, so much of the plot line, by the way, was uh, dedicated to talking about how Fred has a small penis. Like everyone emasculating Fred for small penis. I'm like, bro, pick a lane. And also, I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my little penis are pissed. Isn't it funny that you're not supposed to make fun of people over things they can't control? Yeah. Then... <laughs> But then it's okay if it's a yeah, guy. But, yeah, because he's a guy. So make fun of his little little pecker. Yeah. You know? It's in a way, and I, I this is the last thing I have that I wrote down about Velma. Uh -huh. It's kind of Gen Z perspective 
via Gen X pessimism. Ooh, that's, hot take. That's what it is. Like yeah. when once I figured that out, I was like, that's the issue. I don't know. And I like Mindy Kaling, but I'm like, I don't know. Get someone that's actually Velma's age. Like, get a high school student to write this shit. I'd be curious to or see. Or at least, like, give notes, right? Or at yeah. least, like, have, be a youth consultant. Yeah. I don't whatever. think it would be so heavy-handed and, like, preachy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's our hot takes on Velma. Yeah, I don't think I'll see another episode, but I do like Mindy Kaling. So, so the whole sometimes I can't stop watching horrible television. Yeah. It gives me something to put on while I'm working sometimes. Yeah. And just have in the background just so I can marvel at its horror. As if the animation was nice. Yeah, the, it was good animation. You know what? If we're going to say anything nice, the animation is yeah. good. Good voice acting. And I like Star Sam cast. Richardson. Me too. I was yeah. going to say Sam Richardson's fantastic. He's a great shaggy. And, totally. Uh, Even though is Shaggy anti-drug, I was confused about that. Or is the whole joke that he's like about to come around to drugs? That's my guess. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's fucking And I love to black Shaggy. About time. Let's do it. Yeah. Now I want a white Scooby. No. <laughs> <laughs> German Shepherd. Walk the walk. Yeah. yeah. We want, he's, we he's want a German, German Shepherd Scooby. Oh my God. Yeah. That, you know what? We haven't seen Scooby yet, right? No. Yeah. I know. There better be a fucking Scooby. We can't have this whole show without a Scooby. Yeah. And um, Shaggy's dad, like, was illustrated to look like Shaggy. So I'm like, is this a sequel? Obviously not, because, like, Velma's Velma, but... I don't know. It just kind of fucks with my own timeline of the Scooby-Doo universe as well. A little bit. (laughs) It's like Marvel. (laughs) Like, we have all these alternate realities. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That'd be funny if they all met. (laughs) That do like an infinity war. That would be amazing. That should have been the pilot. Yeah. Uh, or, or you know, like Mindy, if you're listening, this might actually save your show. Do a whole Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse thing where there's different Velmos, different Shaggies. That way you could that's always fun. ditch this reality and find one that's actually fucking funny. Yeah. The movies were good, by the way, with Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They, uh, that's why Linda they Cardellini. I mean, that's, oh that's my Velma. You want to talk about... That's yeah. a classic Velma. She she was the best Velma. That, that was good casting. It was. Because I don't think those movies were, like, exceptional, but the right. cast really made it. They pulled it together. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And it was, like, the early days of CGI, so mm-hmm. at the time I was like, this is so caustic to my eyes, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, it's so quaint. This looks like... I thought Scooby was well done. <laughs> this looks like Jim Henson puppets. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Scooby was well done uh, back in the day. Maybe we should <laughs> watch those, rewatch those at some point. We should. Seems like spring fair. We'll wait till March. So I think we've probably given Velma all the time it enough, deserves. Enough air. Yeah. Um, so is HBO. <laughs> <laughs> now is the time to go into one of my favorite segments of the show. It's the only really recurring segment that we have, but it's called... The World According to Jules. Oh, finally. Where I read, Julian, some of the top <laughs> headlines of the week and uh, get his gut reaction. So here's the whole point, Julian. Uh-huh. You don't think when I say what the headline is. You just react. You tell me what your instant thoughts are because sometimes our first reactions are not always the most correct. Sometimes the super ego gets in the way. You want this all id. I get I you. Want, I want the id, baby. So okay, <laughs> and then what we can, can and sometimes we can examine, you know, why 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 do our brains go there, right? Okay, and and you're you're a reactive person, and that's what I love, and that's what we're here for, and I'm I'm here to take you right up to the line of getting canceled, but not getting all the way there. All so right. I trust you. And, you know, th- th- these aren't terribly 
Well, one headline there might be dicey, but we'll see. Okay, all, all right. right we'll so we'll see. start. Let's we'll see. We can well, always we'll edit, edit anything too unsavory out. We've we'll done s- it before. <laughs> we'll start with the with a softball. We'll start with the an underhand lob. Well, those are the only balls I could catch in general. <laughs> this is like in the sports world. <laughs> I knew you meant balls, it that way, but yeah, other balls either way. People are going to make their own conclusions. Mm-hmm. This is a headline that I know we're both familiar with. Okay, ninety nine percent sure you know this. Okay. Alec Baldwin, charged with involuntary manslaughter on the shooting on the set of the movie Rust. Go. Um, I think it should have been him and a bunch of other people. I know it was just him and one other person, Uh which feels like a miscalculation. I think there were a lot of people involved. He's a producer as well as the the trigger man. Right. And and the other one was the armor. I think all the producers should be liable. The other one was the armor? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. And the and, and more arrests might come, or more charges might come. Yeah. Right? Also, don't get a, tech, a gun handler that lives in Texas. Mm. Like, isn't that where they source their, like, prop gun guy? Maybe. And that's a production thing. I'm like, that's 101, baby. If you're shooting, like, something with guns, make sure the handler is yeah. not from our home state. Ma- make sure it's union. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. and, and Texas is family a right to, famously a right to work state. Mm-hmm. True story. I had worked on a Western before, and uh, I was going to have a gun pointed at me. Tejano? No, it was a different one. Oh. But but we also use real guns for Tejano. You use real guns? Yeah. Well, they, but they shoot blanks. Like, I don't even know how um, it Real bullets were shot on set, but we had zero fatalities. We had less fatalities than Alec Baldwin did. Are you so sure you did can okay. say that? The producers of Tejano may not be happy about you saying that. I think the statute is... Okay, <laughs> whatever. The movie's out. Go stream Tejano on HBO. Yeah. After you wade through the shit, the shit swamp of Velma and check well, out th- th- There were guns with blanks. No, no, no. They, they did have guns with blanks, but there were one or two scenes where they had to shoot a can, uh-huh. and uh, and the can was actually shot. Oh. You know, on top of a car. It was, a can? It was, yeah. It was, it was like a can uh, where I hand the gun to... What's a can? Like, like a, a, a metal can. can. Like a... Like, like a can of Coke. Oh, 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 I see, I see. It was, it was a beer can. It's like skeet shooting. That was on top of a car. Uh-huh. And what they did was they had the, the main actor, he took the gun out of my hand, and like his line was like, you know, my grandpa taught me how to shoot, and then he shoots this beer can that's on top of my car. Okay. And so we had a guy crouching down in front of the car with a real loaded gun pointing what? at the can. So he timed it with the actor who shot the blank. So when the actor shot the blank, this the, the our armor was crouching by the car pointing at the can. So much for the blank. So <laughs> well, so funny. Yeah, because when Homeboy shot the blank, the guy shot the actual bullet on the can. Which is the second part of this. Actors shouldn't fire guns. Like, at least, yeah. So on this other fucking Western I did, I was going to have a gun pointed at me. And it was a real gun. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the armor if I could look into the chamber to make sure there's no bullets in it. Fair. He called me a pussy. Whoa. Yeah. Say his name. I've, if I I'll remember, tell you what I said. If I remember the name of this nobody, no talent ass, I absolutely would. That's also dragon. already. Was it Union? I doubt no. it was. No. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, because like the few times I've I've uh, worked with a gun, the guy will come out and say silent. You know, everyone has to quiet down. Mm-hmm. They'll open this briefcase with a gun in it. And they're like, all right. Like they are so... Everything has to stop so they could announce, all right, there's now a gun on set, it, and they, they open the chamber for the whole cast and crew. Unpopular opinion. Don't shoot Westerns in Texas. <laughs> People will die. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so many mistakes were made. You knew something was fishy because, like, when, when it first came out, I think 
most people like, I don't know, Alec Baldwin has this uh, cultural uh, place in, in history right now because he's he's obviously outspoken liberals. So, yeah, whatever he does. But he has a messy track record. Oh, very messy. Calling his daughter a little pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's 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 having a wife that pretends to be Spanish. Socially, socially, he's very Republican, but uh, but but he claims to be liberal. He's from New York. He likes the Clintons. Yeah, yeah. It's it's two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. Proof that it's all the same shit. Yeah. But he's famously liberal. So no matter what he does, you're going to have half the country um, already against him. So no matter what happens. Um, which is kind of sad that no one can just like judge someone by their deeds. So when, whenever this happened, you, you automatically had people being like, arrest him. And then you had a lot of actors, you and me being like, that sounds like a horrible tragedy. It, it, it doesn't sound like it was his fault, but he was a producer, but he was a producer. Yeah. And, and so as soon as, as soon as this happened, he goes like, like he does everything he can. And I noticed this, it was weird. Cause he went on interviews and stuff like that. And I'm like, he shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. He went on interviews to kind of like cover his tracks because because people are like you're a producer right he's like oh i'm just the, the creative the acting producer i'm not on any, with any of the the back end stuff you know that's other people's jobs so he's literally already playing the, the the blame game the deflection game and so that was when i was like there's more to this maybe it's just because i'm such a little bitch but every time before they called action i would open the chamber ask the handler hey this these are blanks right like i would do that literally every time i would and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, because it's a gun. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. So it was clear there was more to the story. And then lo and behold, the investigation yielded enough information to charge Alec Baldwin with this. So mm-hmm. it seems like there's a lot more to the story that we don't know and are just going to start to find yeah. out. Yeah. Sexiest actor of the early 90s. Couldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. He's not a very trustworthy man. <laughs> Usually the sexier they are, the least trustworthy they are. Yeah. Your facts of life me. yeah <laughs> um so so immediate reactions you know <laughs> arrest them all arrest them all <laughs> let them hang in the public square if you want like my reactive knee-jerk opinion that's it arrest all the producers i think in a way he's also just the fall guy because he's the most public facing of them all i um, think he shouldn't be the only one to fall on the sword but he should certainly fall on the sword yeah. <laughs> Funny to make that phrase, use that phrase when we're talking about guns, but <laughs> he, should, he should fall on the gun. He should fall. I don't know. <laughs> he should shoot himself in the head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Here's another story. Okay. Ready for your second story? Yeah. King Charles. Oh. Of England. Yes. He diverted or is, is set to divert a billion pounds from the crown estate to public good. Abroad, I this is mostly going to be in the UK. Fuck him. <laughs> send it to India. Send it to like you know everywhere in Africa. It could. It could be. It could. Send it could it be Jamaica. international, right? All the places that they fucked up. It could be international, but in the in the context that I understood the headline and the article, I mean, a billion dollars is so much that it's hard not to have some of it spill over to India or some yeah. shit. But from from the context of this article, it seemed like this was going to be to like. Um, British programs and social causes. I'm sure there are levers in place to make sure that this is most misappropriated. <laughs> of course. You know? Yeah. And so that's the bummer about it. In general, I'm like, go off, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, King. Like, 
Send send a billion dollars of your own money, please. We'd love to see it. Invest in our programs, pave streets. There's this uh, estate known as the Duchy of Cornwall that he had like long, like I don't know if he founded it or like kind of fell into it, but this was like, a, this was the the series of what funds, however you want to call it, that he used to kind of personally enrich himself while he was. Mm. Duchy of Cornwall? It's called the Duchy of Cornwall. That sounds like a WeHo club. It kind of does. Oh my God. That would be so <laughs> be fucking so hot. Good. We'll talk. Let's open that shit. Yeah. And oh the my. inside's the outside. <laughs> Remember that at Night at the Roxbury? <laughs> the outside's the inside. <laughs> yes. But I, one thing I will not compromise on, the bouncers are going to be beef eaters. They're going to be the, the palace guards yeah. with the hats. Yeah. Zero doubt in my mind. And even though you think it'd be actual British aesthetic, I'd want it to be Dutch, Avi. But and Cornwall, have... let's go literal. I want like literal, <laughs> literal pieces of corn like enmeshed in the wall. People are going to be confused, but they're going to be too horny to know why they're confused. <laughs> it's it's going to be there are a lot of vacant buildings out there. There are. There are. Um, <laughs> we can find an old WeWork and probably really turn it around. <laughs> yeah, they fall on hard times. You know, I think this would be the best use of that office space. Yeah. So so, so go- fuck him and let's open a gay club. <laughs> I think that is a great course of action. Um and, and kinda one of the give it to Harry. One reason, I, if I was willing though, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, fuck, I really thought that was going to us. One reason it's like after everything I've done, Dad. Yeah. I could have been in Montecito right now, hanging out with Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah, like old old Harold over there. I don't know. That's the thing. All options are all available to all these people. Just because someone has gone somewhere or done something or abandoned this or blah, blah, like, oh, I'm sorry, the queen doesn't like me anymore. Guess who does? Oprah. Right. You know? Yeah, so Netflix. I'm going to have a huge... Who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know? And and I think Harry, the cynic in me, thinks that Harry knew that. Certainly Megan did. And so they've leveraged... I think Megan... All of that for these huge is media. exceedingly clever. Yeah. Megan is playing this like a fiddle. Yeah. She's the big winner in all this. Yeah. And and I'm not mad. Like, mad, mad respect. I'm like, people be like... Don't oh. hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, hate the game. <laughs> people are like, oh, don't you feel bad for Meghan Markle? I'm like, she's doing what she loves to do. She's securing the bag. Yeah. That's what we call it in my It's movie. long secured. Now she's just, you know, taking victory laps all yeah. over us. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just... Funny of them to be like, you know, we tried to live in Vancouver, Botswana, but the media attention was just too much. So we live 20 miles outside of L.A. It's like, <laughs> okay, two plus two does not equal four on that one, y'all. And so, and I guess one reason why I want to bring this up, too, is that um, there are these kind of constitutional powers within the monarchy that not many people kind of understand. Mm-hmm. And some social, you know, some political commentators and writers have, have mentioned that you might want to be on the lookout for some of the powers that the crown tries to pull over parliament or oh, that the crown tries like to... Like this is essentially a bribe. Maybe not a bribe, but certainly a gesture to indicate that the crown is might be taking a more front and center role in governing. Mm. I think timing would be on their side, don't you? Um, and, well, because people are disillusioned with UK parliament. Yeah. They are now taking... Yeah. Uh, and they don't want to be part of the EU. Well, a lot of people, a lot of er, a lot of people in the UK do feel like Brexit was a mistake. Okay. Yeah. So if that vote happened today, I don't know how it would go, but um, but yeah, there were a lot of people who had Brexit regret for yeah. sure. Um, but but one thing that we do know is that UK Parliament is slashing a lot of government uh, programs that have long been a, st- you know, mainstays mm-hmm. of the British, um, the British government. So. So now the crown probably sees an opportunity to 
be the hero of the people that the parliament is not. Yeah, that's and, that's good PR. Again, it'd be better PR if they sent it to I don't know Zambia, but and they might. They you know who who knows what the future holds, but I do feel like this is a first strike from and Charles famously is is pretty left. Is that what you're well, he, he's liberal, but famously always felt overshadowed, overlooked, and frustrated with how ineffectual he could be um, as, what was he? He was, yeah, as, as the Duke of Wales, mm-hmm. you know? So now, um, as the king, with these little understood constitutional powers, he just has more impact and, and I think really wants to assert himself as a leader and not just a figurehead. Right. Whether that's good or bad. God, sure. what's their net worth? How do you even measure it, that? I mean, you can't because I'm sure a lot of it is is impossible to track. Yeah. Yeah. So so the fact that we know about the Duchy of Cornwall and that that's a <laughs> very inflated estate, um, I'm sure that is far, far from Charles' only source of wealth. Yeah. I mean, if he's giving away a billion, that's, that's impressive. So. So. Are you ready for your final headline in the world according to Jules? Yeah. Bring it on. Ron Jeremy. Mm -hmm. Not going to trial for... Are you familiar with what's happening with Ron Jeremy? Was he Me Too'd? Oh, yeah. Far beyond Me Too'd. (laughs) Here I go defending the 70s again. (laughs) I was about to say. It's funny because I was going to preempt this. You walked right into that I was going to preempt this by saying maybe not a time where we want to defend the 70s here. (laughs) But a lot of these incidents happened in in the 2000s and whatnot. Oh, I see. But, 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 you know, kind of like from the beginning to, you know, to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like about 20 or so sexual assault allegations against him. Like like more than that. And, And I think like... 15 to 20 of those were like outright rapes. Wow. He's yeah. a third of the way to Bill Cosby numbers. He's, he's, you know, that's quite high when it's all said and done. And I'm sure there's a lot of gray area stuff that happened back then that probably didn't even bother getting charged or brought up. Right. So shit, when you consider his, his numbers are probably competing with Cosby's. I don't think he used quaaludes or anything like that. I don't, I don't know if he drugged anyone, but it's clear that he would just get extremely aggressive and was just like, well, I'm Ron Jeremy. And a lot of times it was like, other porn stars at parties or at conventions and he was just very outright and just like penetrating someone and thinking like oh what a silly joke i just penetrated you how would one do that jokingly i mean at one party a woman was in a bathing suit and he kind of forced her onto a table you know i mean i I should probably go ahead and say trigger warning for rape and sexual assault and stuff like that so i meant to say that earlier Sorry, everybody. But but yeah, I mean, ju- you know, whether, whether I was like conventions. This you know, had to be our last one, Brian. <laughs> this, I wanted, have to say trigger warning? I Fuck. wanted to save the one that would get you canceled most likely last. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, I wanted to get all the mileage out of you before we completely. <laughs> before you never hear from me again. You are, <laughs> you, you are a champion of the canceled in many cases. And sometimes Aww. the canceled do need a champion because not everyone who is canceled is deserving mm-hmm. right which we've talked about right um with that said this is obviously a very deserving candidate so so far. so so he seems that way he the judge threw out his his trial you know he's not going to trial because he has severe dementia apparently oh right probably probably a result of all the syphilis that went untreated and went to his brain i don't know really i mean if or you don't, you if you don't be- treat syphilis it will fuck up your brain yeah has it been linked to dementia directly? If, if gone untreated. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know dementia specifically, but certainly other diseases of okay. the brain that will affect memory and cognitive and stuff like that. That's so, one I had. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then people wonder But it got why. treated, oh, right? Sex and love into addicts anonymous. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But, so, I don't, so, but I made it out before I got dementia. Ron Jeremy, serial rapist, can't stand trial due to dementia. Your thoughts? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I feel for people that have been raped, <laughs> and I feel for old people that have dementia. Um, do I think prisons need to be better equipped to have inmates in them that have dementia, yes. Wow. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. He needs to be in jail, but he will be an old and conned man that doesn't remember how to wipe his ass, much less stick his dick in someone, and he needs help. Mm -hmm. He clearly has a very good lawyer, you know, to argue for this. Yeah, because, I'm sure he could afford it. Right, because, you know, there are plenty of people who go to trial with cognizant, you know, cognitive issues right. who still get convicted. And still suffer in prison and stuff right. like that. So, what country had that mass shooter that showed up to that island and killed all of the children of politicians and stuff? Was that Finland or Norway? Remember? And it was like such a such an anomaly because they don't have guns. It was somewhere in Scandinavia. Oh, really? Hmm. He didn't get the death penalty. He he went to prison to ride a bike and finger paint whatever else that is they do in Scandinavian prison. That is literally what they do, and it's tough. It's I like mean, a daycare. If I if if one of my family members was raped by somebody or killed by somebody, I would get all Texas about it. I'd get all fucking Alec Baldwin in Texas about yeah. it and shoot him point blank in the face. It'd certainly be easy to. Um, but if this is something that is um, a system mm -hmm. and and we decide to keep them alive, then, then I don't think any of them deserve to live in their own squalor in their own and i believe that in their about, own trappings in their own well no in their own like physical detritus i don't i don't think inmates should sit in their own shit i don't think anyone should oh i see um and that's just what it means to support your fellow living man or woman mm -hmm. so that was that fucking funny brian is that the little sound bite you were looking for you know i don't know what i was looking for <laughs> when i came across but i know that you you might have been the first one to tell me who Ron Jeremy was. <laughs> that would track. Yeah, yeah. So so knowing that he was this like icon, right? This and and like kind of the running joke was he's such a weird looking guy. Um, so how was this guy ever like the most Some successful? of the weirdest looking guys I was with had <laughs> the dumb one pounds the hardest fish, fishing rods, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so you know, and, and he always looks so yeah, you know, like literally like a little troll. So there's kind of this whole like, what me? You know, I'm just silly Ron Jeremy, I'm just a silly yeah. little porn star. My friend recently confided to me that they found Danny DeVito very sexy. Like my fellow gay friend who I've known for a long time. Completely unironically? Unironically. Um, he was aware that what he was saying was scandalous, <laughs> but I, you know, I don't know. I get, I get the, um, I get the sexual appeal of, of surprise. <laughs> surprise. Uh, yeah. Of, of like, I guess irony, as you're saying, it's like, well, this guy looks this way, but then I lower his pants and like big things come in small packages or good things come. Yeah. In or like, places. or like. He himself is mostly unattractive, but his dick is really nice looking. Right. But even then, like, can you even see his dick anymore with his stomach? Oh, with Danny DeVito specifically? And Ron Jeremy. Well, I can confirm you can. <laughs> uh, maybe not now, but I don't know. Um, 
<laughs> Did you ever God watch Ron Jeremy pornographically? Uh, sure, yeah. Would you like Google it just out of yeah. morbid curiosity? Yeah. Did you ever beat off to it? Um, probably. I don't know if I ever came to it. How about that? <laughs> I didn't finish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that, I, that, I smoked it. That, that was the Bill Clinton. I didn't inhale <laughs> moment of porn right there. Um, um, well, this will certainly, you know, like, Oh God, why do you ask me these things? I told you my mom listens to this with a number one foam finger. You know, on, Jewel, like, you got it. She's you our got first a, listener. She is. God bless you, Aunt Carmen. And God bless you, Uncle Jim. I don't think my parents listen to this. Probably cause they <laughs> that's know that baller. This yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, well, I, yeah, I think when I was just nosing over the weekend, they're like, so wait, you, you have a podcast? I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Now they're going to start. Um, Tell them I'm on it. But we've largely been. I did. And then they, they, oh, want, the fuck? they want to listen. So, um, OK, cool. Yeah, we might have two new listeners soon. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you have any any kind of parting thoughts? Anything you want to share before we? Uh, no, I think we covered a lot. Um, where can people find you? Are you doing any shows any coming up? Yes, actually. Um, when do you, do you think this will? No, because my show's tomorrow. So, well, I will say, first Friday of every month, mm-hmm. I have a musical improv show. That's right. We make up songs on the spot. And that's... First Friday of every month at the Clubhouse. No, this no? one is different. Okay. Um, this one is in East Hollywood, uh, roughly Santa Monica Boulevard and Vine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have one there tomorrow. That's What's the name Friday. of the place? Um, so maybe it's the second Friday. Look at me boshing this. <laughs> Well, see. I was about to say it's the fucking it's, wait. It's gonna be the twenty-third. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say third Friday of every month. Oh my god! So if you guys are interested, look me up on Instagram. I always promote the show. Uh, my Instagram handle is Jules Goza. That's J U L Z G O Z A. And of course, I'm Brian Bogart at Brian B R I A N dot Bogart B O G A R T. Um, from everyone here at the studio, this is Brian Bogart has a podcast, the podcast. Thank you and. Good night.